When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So hey, some sediment and the sand meet in the river, and anyway, weird start, I get ya. Welcome to the tent, my name is Scott Fellman. Thanks for stopping by, and today is another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, sometimes you start realizing that what you've been obsessing about for so long might actually be interesting to other people too. As you know, lately I've started talking more about specialized substrates that I've been working on for the past couple of years. And the response has been nothing short of crazy, a lot of interest. And it taught me some things. Well, it reinforced some things, which I believe in. Specifically, number one, there's a hunger for new and unique aquarium substrates. Hello, that's good. Number two, aquarists are ready for something new that's not just about the look and are willing to be a bit adventurous. Number three, those of us in the industry have been doing a sort of lackluster job on creating exciting new products for aquarists. And I'm not trying to sound like an arrogant jerk here. I'm just making some observations and sort of confirming my thesis about this stuff. And I think we're starting to deliver on our idea of, you know, innovative and hopefully exciting new products to go with our botanical style aquarium obsession. So since it's finally time... Uh, let's look a little bit closer at the first releases of our new nature-based range of aquarium substrates. That's pretty cool. I'm excited about this. Now, first off, a little bit of background. As many of you know, I started playing with substrates several years back, mainly because I couldn't find exactly what I was looking for on the market. Um, now, this is, again, this is not some indictment of the major substrate manufacturers out there. I love most of them and happily recommend ones that I like. That being said, I realized that the specialized world which we operate in embraces some different ideas and unusual aesthetics. And it's really, you know, part of the, the, the fascination of the, uh, the function of the environments that we strive to replicate. There's important distinctions between what we're doing in substrates at Tannin and what the rest of the aquarium hobby is doing. Our nature-based line is not intended to supersede or replace the more commonly available products out there as your standard aquarium substrate because A, they're more expensive, B, they're not specifically aesthetic enhancements, and C, they're not intended to be, you know, typical planted aquarium substrates, and D, because of their composition, they're going to add some turbidity and some tint to the aquarium water, at least initially. Not everybody can handle that. So right there, those factors have significantly segmented our target market. I mean, we're not trying to be the aquarium world's standard substrate. We're not marketing them just for the cool looks, and we can't emphasize enough that they will make your water look turbid when they're first submerged. And if you don't use them the way we talk about them, your water's going to look really turbid from the start, and you'll hate me. Those factors alone will take us out of contention for a pretty large segment of the market. This is important. I mean, these are intended to be used in a more natural, biotopical-style, biotope-inspired aquarium system. Our first two releases, a nature-based Igapo and nature-based Varzea, are specific to the creation of a type of cyclical terrestrial aquatic feature. They do exactly what I wanted them to do. And some of them are specifically intended for use in specialized setups, like the urban Igapo idea that we've been talking about for long time here and then brackish water environments and all kinds of stuff like that let's just touch about the aesthetics for just a second 
Now, most of our nature-based substrates have a significant percentage of clays and sediments in their formulations. These materials have typically been something that aquarists have avoided because they'll cloud the water for a while and potentially impart a little bit of color as well. We also have some botanical components in a few of our substrates because they're intended to be terrestrial substrates for a while before being flooded. And when this stuff is first wet, some of it will float. And that means you're going to have to net it out or let your filter take it out. You simply won't have that issue with your typical bag of aquarium sand. You just won't. And we're telling you not to rinse the stuff either. Remember, these are intended for a very specific purpose, to replicate the terrestrial soils which are seasonally inundated in the wild. And as such, these products simply won't look or act like your typical aquarium substrate materials. Are you scared yet? I hope not. Okay, why sediments and clays? Well, for one thing, sediments are an integral part of the natural substrates in the habitats from which our fishes come, or from which many of our fishes come. So they're integral in our line. In fact, I suppose you'd best classify nature-based products as sedimented substrates because of that. Many of our favorite habitats are flooded forest floors and meadows, which undergo that periodic cycle of inundation in the Amazon and other regions of the world, which results in the creation of aquatic habitats for a remarkably diverse you know, number of fishes. We've talked about this many, many times. Now, depending on the type of water that flows from the surrounding rivers, the characteristics of the flooded areas may vary. Another important impact is the geology of the substrates over which the rivers pass. This results in differences in their physical chemical properties, and of course, you know, the physical and chemical properties of the water. In the Amazon, areas flooded by rivers of black or clear water with acid pH and low sediment load, in addition to being nutritionally poor, are called igapo. The flooding often lasts for several weeks, even several months, and the plants and trees need special you know, biochemical adaptations to be able to survive the lack of oxygen around their roots. During the inundation period, many of the forest trees drop their fruits and leaves into the water where they're eaten by fish. As an interesting side note, ecologists have noted that some of these trees and plants are strongly dependent on the fishes to disperse their seeds through the forest during this flooding process, requiring the seeds to pass through the gut of a fish before it will germinate. That's crazy, but not any reason why you want to keep a big old colossoma or a paku in your tank, but interesting. Anyway, forest floor soils in tropical areas are known by soil geologists as oxisols and have a varying amount of clay, sediments, minerals like quartz and silica, and various types of organic matter. So it makes sense that when we flooded, these ingredients will have significant impact on the aquatic environment. This recipe is not only compositionally different than the typical off-the-shelf aquarium sands and substrates, it looks and functions differently too. And that's where a lot of metaphorical people will metaphorically you know, leave the room and check out. So yeah, you'll have to make mental shifts like you've done with everything else to appreciate different look and function. And many hobbyists simply can't handle that. We're again. We're not releasing Amazonia three. You know, it's not. It's not a planted tank substrate specifically. We're being upfront with this stuff to ward off the. I added nature base to my tank, and it looks like a cloudy mess. This stuff is shit. Type of emails that inevitably come when people don't read the first before they purchase the freaking stuff. So read and listen. The Agapo and Varzea substrates are intended to be terrestrial for a period of time to get the grasses and plants going and then inundated. This will help saturate them, so it won't be quite as messy when you inundate them. Same goes for simulations of the Pantanal habitat. Again, you could fill them with water right off the bat. However, you should be ready for some cloudy water for a week or more. It just takes time. This is not unlike what occurs in the wild habitats. Newly inundated forest floors have a lot of leaf litter, seed pods, you know, um, detritus and sediment, and they'll be quite turbid for some time. If you understand the context for which they're intended and the aquatic habitats which they help to replicate, this is perfectly acceptable and logical. 
Of course, you need to make that mental shift, right? Although these substrates can grow both terrestrial and aquatic plants well, they were not intended to be generic planted tank substrates specifically. We're not trying to compete, again, with, you know, any of the, the fantastic specialized planted aquarium substrates out there. Rather, these are modeled after relatively nutrient-poor soils, which will grow plants, and they will, but not as well as the fancy clay pellets and stuff that are intended to grow plants, although you might be surprised. Yeah, our agapo and Verzea mixes can grow plants like grasses and marginals pretty well. In fact, I've grown cryptocarines, I've grown a lot of plants, because, of course, I put my th stuff through a lot of paces, but... Uh, you're just not going to be, you know, doing your next Dutch-style aquascape or Iwagumi with our, you know, our substrate products, at least not these first two releases. They mimic sandy, acidic soils that have a low nutrient content. And as you know, the color and the acidity of the floodwater is due to the acidic, organic, humic substances, i.e. tannins, that dissolve into it. The acidity from water translates into acidic soils, which makes sense, right? Now, I admit I'm not a geologist, and I'm no expert in soil scientist. I had to do a lot of research to play around with this stuff, and I know enough to realize that in order to replicate these types of habitats that I'm so obsessed with, you needed to use different materials. If you ask me, uh, will this fish do well with this materials, or can I grow a cryptocarine in this, or does this make a good substrate for shrimp tanks, I'll be the first to tell you that while I've experimented with many species of plants, inverts and fishes and stuff with these substrates i can tell you that every single fish from plant will like them i'd be full of shit to at best and a total liar at the worst neither of which i want rather i can tell you that these are some of the most unusual materials i've seen for specialized aquariums and they're wide open for experimentation in various kinds of ecosystems and that's part of the key these substrates even though they've been used by myself my staff and some close friends for a while now are really experimental in nature because you can do all sorts of cool stuff with them. Hell, you can even mix them with commercial off-the-shelf substrates to make cool, functionally aesthetic custom mixes of your own. We want you to use leaves, botanicals, and other materials with these unique substrates. They're intended to help foster the growth of beneficial bacteria, biofilms, fungal growth, and microcrustaceans to help build up a functional, diverse, benthic habitat in botanical-style aquariums. They'll help form the literal base of your botanical-style aquarium system, hence the name of the product line, Nature Base. We encourage you to utilize our new um, purple non-sulfur bacteria product, Culture, to help knock this, you know, kickstart this stuff. Or even when we come out with it in a few weeks, Nurture, the spray version of, of it, which is a slightly different application. Even though I have a near-obsessive love for flooded forest substrates, I'm equally excited to share nature-based mango with you. That's one we're working on right now. It's a specialized brackish water mangrove habitat substrate, one that represents a culmination of like a four-year journey of researching, sourcing, mixing, and testing. As far as I know, there's never been a dedicated brackish water substrate offered before in the hobby, and we think it's yet another element to our estuary line of will help revitalize and elevate that oft-neglected hobby sector. It'll be coming soon, too. Regardless of how you knew the, use these uh, new substrates, we hope you understand the why part as much as you do the aesthetics that they bring. And yeah, they are rather pricey as compared to a typical bag of aquarium sand. I'd compare their pricing to the more high-end aquatic planted specialty substrates. These are literally hand-mixed substrates with the components sourced from suppliers throughout the world. They aren't some mass-produced, repurposed construction material or something. Rather, they're well-thought-out, carefully compounded natural materials mixed expressively for the purposes of botanical-style aquariums. We went through a lot of iterations before arriving at our final versions. The prices will come down ultimately once we get a read on the demand. I promise I'll try to adjust that. But we have like six or seven different flavors that are going to be coming out. We're going to release them, at least initially, much like a coffee roaster does, you know, specialty small batches. We use all of them extensively in our own tanks. We love the results that we're getting. And we hope that you will too. We'll have much, much more to say about these cool substrates when we get them launched and much more to come. 
Stay tuned for more. Lots of information is already out there. If you read this blog and if you listen to the podcast and all that stuff, it's there. And there's going to be a lot more to come. Stay creative. Stay studious. Stay curious. Stay adventurous. And always stay wet. Until next time, it's Scott Feldman from 10 and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of the 10.